0: Processes and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Property Solopreneur, and it's pensions today. Now, I don't know about you, but until people I actually knew began retiring, I didn't think much about pensions. They weren't really on my horizon. But they were something that other people paid into and then did an awful lot of talking about at dinner parties. And frankly, you know, the way they talked about them, it was so dull that I just used to glaze over and not listen. And then, of course, they were almost irrelevant to me when I got married because I moved 18 times in 23 years. And although I had jobs, they weren't pensionable, although they were great roles with lots of responsibilities. And I think there's a tipping point in our lives when we get past it's easy to build up a big pension pot. And when you get to the age when you go, oh my word, you know, I am one day going to retire and I will need more than the state pension. And what am I going to live on? And what, how much do I need? And round it goes. And it was at that point that I thought, property, property is going to be my salvation. And so that's why I started. Just one or two, um, haha, one or two. Well, I knew that property increased in value and I thought, well, you know, with the increase in value and the income coming in, which will, I'll put it aside whilst I'm working and, and not retired, that can pay down the mortgages and then I'll have a really nice nest egg and an income. What could be better? Well, to be honest, those first three houses that I bought, once paid down, would create a pension pot that most people would really, really like to have. And that's true of most of us in property when you look at the rest of the general public. But I caught the property bug and I didn't stop. And of course, I recycled my first few property deposits and kept going. And I now have a collection of portfolios and one of them is my pension. It's there for me, not for the future generations. Legacy is dealt with by other portfolios and holdings. That pension pot is there paid off, ready for me. It's unencumbered, so it can be sold for whatever, because we none of us know what's around the corner. And we want to be able to say, yep, that house, you know, for whatever reason, either me or my heirs may need to suddenly access a large sum of money. And by having an unencumbered building, they can do just that. But not everyone wants to build a big portfolio. So how many do you need? Well, What do you want to live on when you're old and grey? You know, What's going to be your lifestyle? Are you going to throw in the towel for work, go home, wake up, and then for the rest of your life, switch on the television at nine o'clock in the morning and sit there drinking tea and pottering about doing a few flowers? I don't think so in this day and age. Not if you're anything like my friends or my mother-in-law. She took up walking in the Himalayas in her early 60s. She'd been early widowed. And that was at a time when only a generation ago you know older ladies had fluffy slippers and a cup of cocoa in the evening beckoning them when they got into their 60s she took as i say to walking in the himalayas and when she'd conquered bhutan and nepal you know, these were long month long walking expeditions to far flung parts of those countries including everest base camps and when she'd done all of those she then took to riding across south america and she's actually still grumbling about the expedition to outer Mongolia that was cancelled to a minor war when she was in her, her early 70s. So she isn't an oddity, I don't think her experience of retirement is what most of us will want to do. so what's on your horizon and what how much will you need? because I honestly do think that Being 60, 70, that's like being 30 and 40 all over again. What's on your bucket list? What are all those things that you knew you wanted to do in your 20s? But then children came along and the mortgage and all those sorts of things, but they're still on your list. This is your moment through property that you can get the money together so that when you are newly retired and you've got your health, you can go and walk in Bhutan. You can go and become an archaeologist or whatever it is you want to do but you can do it because you've paid down your home mortgage and you've got money in the bank and you've got a pension through property that is supporting you. You don't have to keep on working like so many other people do in a real job until you drop dead in traces. Property, wow, it it really is so supportive and helpful and and it's creative. You can do what you like with it. I like owning property for that very reason. And I pay down on it because I don't like having a joint venture with a bank or a mortgage company who, when you first buy a property, have the lion's share. I want to have the lion's share. And if you know roughly what you want to do, you will then be able to know how much money you you want. And so therefore, I want my unencumbered buildings because I can go... That's 100 grand there, or half a million, or whatever it is that you're dealing in. Wow, what a difference if you know you've got that banked quietly waiting to go. And some of you, oh, you don't want to be a landlord. I know for, for so many of us, we're, we're aghast at that concept. And all you want to do is flip. Well, property flipping will buy you a pension. You can just keep on getting those lovely lumps of money after every sale, and you just hand it to your wealth creators or your stockbrokers or whatever it is. And pensions are being created almost secondly through property, but it's property that's creating the money to be able to do it. So, property, it is the golden goose. You can do it in so many ways. And I think that's the fun of property. Put three, four, five property investors in a room talking about pensions through property, and you're going to hear so many different ways of doing it because that's the fun, isn't it? Everyone slices and dices the property ownership idea differently. I always start off with a property being mortgaged, but I pay it down. And over time, this creates a very nice unencumbered portfolio. And I do realise that properties on a repayment require more outgoings on a monthly basis. Well, I know that, but I view this lack of income on a short-term basis as being an investment in my future wealth. I see it no differently than paying into stocks and shares. I'm paying to actually own outright my investment. Is not some sort of stealth tax. The problem is that for the first few years, the equity needle mm, doesn't really move. But suddenly, thousands will have been paid back. And every time the property is remortgaged, it's for less and less, and it becomes more and more mine. You know, for the first few mortgages, no, not going to show a difference. But in 10 years, wow. And that's the thing. Us property investors, we have to keep stepping out of now and thinking about what's going to happen in the future. What will the future look like? What does it need to be looking like? What do we need our debt to look like? Now I get cross-questioned about this attitude all the time. You know, I'm always being told I've got it wrong. I'm always being told that, you know, the big boys are advising everybody to be up to their eyeballs in debt and to keep on taking more and more debt as they grow. And that, they say, is the real way to do property. Well, I couldn't disagree more. I I don't want to go on having to spend hours on refinancing. And I don't want to use the money which I've sweated blood, sweat and tears accumulating on remortgaging or paying off debt. When I'm old, I want to do it now. I want everything that I own to be mine. I want to be able to sell it when I want at whatever age I am and to be able to keep most of it for myself. And I want 100% of the profit after tax. I don't want to have to pay... you know. For instance, I don't want to sell a house for 200 grand and know that 100 of it is going to automatically go back to the mortgage company. The trouble is, when you've been in property for a while, the numbers start to look a little different to you. And you start to go, am I only going to make this amount of money. And that's part of the reason I like to pay down. I want all of it. I don't want to have to hand any of it back. Now, I know I'm going to pay tax, but that's great. If I'm making a profit, I'm going to pay tax. I don't mind that. But if you suddenly get yourself into a position where you need to sell, but you actually haven't got enough equity in your properties to pay the tax and then to create the pot that you need, why are you bothering to do all this work now? Because yes, you could Potentially pay down your mortgage at the end when you sell it, and then you pay your tax. And don't forget, if you've owned those properties for a while, (coughs) that's going to be a lot of tax because you're going to have a lot of capital gains. What have you got left over? If you haven't got much, mm, I think you're going to be very, very disappointed. And I came across another reason the other day when I was talking to someone who is in their late 70s, and they've got a small but nice portfolio. But unfortunately, it's an old portfolio. And they have never paid it down. So it's got big debt on it. And all those new ideas are coming around the corner very fast about upgrading the properties to a C and all those other things, which were not on the horizon when they bought those properties years and years ago. And yes, they've been invested in, but not to the degree that a modern investor, uh, property investor would. And they've got long term tenants in who don't want to be up, have upheaval anyway and are very happy with the way they're working but you know, things are wearing out. And one of the points that he raised with me is that actually he's a millionaire on paper, but he's certainly not in reality. And his tenants actually have a better lifestyle than he does. And he wishes that he had paid down earlier so that he could have more of an income now, so he wasn't paying the mortgages. And would you want to be worried about interest rates when you're in your late seventies? Do you know, again, all these things, we're all different. And we all take a different attitude. Doesn't property make life interesting? And in fact, most people that I work with have somewhere between one and 20 properties. And to be honest, I think most people get a bit stuck about five. So if you want a great, if not a fabulous pension and don't want to be running a property refinancing business, you know, I think a pay down strategy can be just the thing you want But again, it doesn't have to be the whole of your portfolio. You could have just earmarked three or four of those buildings for you. So there's so much to think about, isn't there? Well, I'm shortly going to be recording an episode with someone who really loves doing property, but started doing it after a very successful career elsewhere. You know, she's been buying one a year. And to many people, frankly, she isn't trying. Why is she even bothering? One a year, wouldn't get out of bed for that but she enjoys it and it's doing what she wants it to do. And I think one of the reasons I'm interviewing her is that it's not just about the finding and the funding and the renovating, the renting and the sale. It's so much more. And that is something that many of us who are in property now want to be. It's not just about collecting a huge amount of money with nothing to do with it. It's also the buzz about doing property. And that was something she found when starting to just Diversify what was to her an obvious pension link. And of course, pensions to some of you are going, Well, I'm going to get one with my job because actually, Rachel, what I really want to be is an astronaut or a nursery school teacher. Well, I don't see why you should not be an astronaut or a nursery school teacher. But the fantastic thing about property is that you can do this whilst you are an astronaut. And so, therefore, when you come to retire, you've got your ordinary pension and you've got this one as well. And if you're someone who's got many interests and wants in life, you're going to need that extra money. So why are property solopreneurs in such a good place? Well, I think property solopreneurs are ideally placed to create really good property pensions because they can do it however they want. You know, Are they flipping or are you going to hold them? You can do it at the speed you want. You can do it in the field of property that suits you, not what's the current flavour of the month. It's funny how single lets over a long term always are just so fabulous, isn't it? And they have still been going. HMOs have been rebranded goodness knows how many different times. Find the way of doing it that you really enjoy. And I've been creating my pension for over 20 years, I can honestly say it's been an awful lot more fun than just paying into a nameless scheme. And for those of you who endlessly ask about paying tax, I'll say this, I would rather pay tax on something that's risen in value, that's more than doubled in its value, perhaps. And I think it's a lot safer in bricks and mortar than putting it in the bank, because banks seem to be bought up by other banks regularly now. And of course, groups of banks will only guarantee about 80k of your funds in the group. So no use to any of us with savings of more than that. And we saw in the bank crisis and the credit crunch that banks can and do fail, even really big ones. So if I want to work my socks off to make a financial future for myself, I want to know that no one can take it off me with a stroke of a pen. So that's why I go to the effort of buying houses. And that's just one more thing you've got to think about really, isn't it? If you make profit and gain, you're going to pay tax. Well, put that into your calculations. If you're going to be doing property, you're going to be very familiar with the concept of a spreadsheet. So just put one more sum into the whole mix. And I've got no idea, of course, dear listener, just how old you are. You know, be you young or of mature years, you're never too old to start. And if you've already got a pension the traditional way, What's wrong with starting an amazing top-up? Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.